Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good force to be interviewing Alexander Schlamm. Mr. Schlamm and his wife, Helena, took one of their companies from a one-employee business operating out of their garage, turned it into a publicly traded, profitable, debt-free global leader. Their first innovation, the auto dialer and inbound-outbound call processing systems were used by schools to alert parents of children's absences and by utility companies. Uh, Mr. Schlamm's name is associated with more than 50 U.S. and international patents and more than 100 pending applications. He's received the Lifetime Achievement Award by TMC and Customer Interaction Solutions Magazine, and he serves on various external boards. Mr. Schlamm, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Seth. He's on tight. <laughs> Let's go back in time just a minute. Um, how did you get started? You've had such an incredible career. Uh, <clears throat> well, I came from Poland here, and um, so we didn't know English, whatever, none of us, my family, but within a few months, uh, I was admitted to Georgia Tech on probation. I graduated uh, straight in, in 11 quarters, and uh, so I learned English, I guess, along the way. I've always been uh, creative uh, when I was young in music, composition, lyrics, you know, performance, this. So somehow when I got into electronics and, and or Georgia Tech, you know, a little bit of software. I, I guess the brain started expanding in a new direction, which is innovation, not music, but uh, solutions. And having been educated and had few uh, jobs in the field of electronics and software, I started uh, thinking of uh, building solutions. So um, it happened uh, to be that uh, a, an assistant professor at Georgia Tech uh, he, uh, speaking to my cousin, who also was a tech, um, they got introduced to each other. And uh, so he became actually our musical band leader here in Atlanta. We reformed the band, my cousins and I, they also immigrated from Poland. But anyway, this gentleman, years later, when I already was working in the industry, uh, I didn't have my own company yet. I was working uh, actually, at that time, in a small company, solid state system made phone systems, PBX phone systems. Uh, he showed up on my doorsteps and uh, in the apartment. I lived in Marietta, Georgia, and he said, here is an answering machine. 
I would like for this answering machine somehow to make phone calls, deliver messages, in addition to record, you know, incoming calls. So that's how it all started. The entire call center industry, all of the technology associated with it, et cetera, et cetera. So he is the impetus, his desire of changing answering machine to make it do both, but primarily outbound calling people, asking questions, recording answers was the beginning of, of it all. That is absolutely incredible. Now you've had so, I mean, 50 patents, more than 100, 100 applications pending. Um, how do you maintain your creativity and your innovation? Well, at this moment, you know, I'm going to be 71 next month. I am no longer running companies, unlike some of you guys that have multiple startups and then, you know, kind of serial entrepreneurs. I, you know, I get engaged with uh, Georgia Tech students, mentoring, you know, this, that. But back then, uh, and I still innovate, but because I don't have a, a company per se, uh, I'm not like building things like we used to. But uh, what inspired me and always does today is really people. Uh, what inspires me more is kind of what people may need, though they may not know about it. So I've always, I don't know why, but when I look at the world, almost anything, any place I go, I just look and I'm one of those people that I want to solve that problem. My wife obviously sometimes tells me things. I immediately dive towards solution. Uh, same way I look at the world that we live in. So there are millions of things that the world needs. And by knowing technology, electronics, software, and actually building it from ground up myself with my own hands, I understand how to make these things work. So with that combination, when I see something, I like to build it. And of course, I had a company with many, many engineers uh, in multiple locations. We did business and sold products you know, all over the world. So yeah, it's, it's people in environment and creating solutions that help people live a better life. That is absolutely incredible. Now you've obviously learned quite a few lessons along the way. Um, what do you think some of those biggest lessons are? Oh, wow. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> uh for me, I think one at least was to work for me. It may not work for anyone else. For me, it was to work closely with uh, my wife. Uh, she's an inspiration. She was there to support me always, whether I was going to Georgia Tech and this and that, and when we started in garage. So one thing for me, it may, again, it may help others. If you can work with someone very close to you, someone who loves you, you love them. And of course, if they are willing to change their profession, like she did from biology and research to, to running and human resources administration, et cetera, in our company, that was one of the things that I don't know if I learned, but I just made it happen. So that way two of us would work on, you know, company expanding, marketing, et cetera, instead of one. Um, 
many lessons learned. Uh, one thing that I feel, again, it's maybe not the right thing to say here, but uh, I terribly regretted uh, merging with a larger multi, you know, billion dollar company. That was, of course, in 19, well, it was 2001, after we'd been in business already for nearly 18, 20 years. I think it was a major mistake. That's perhaps why I'm not today innovating like I did. Uh, so I would caution people when you merge, uh, even if you have contracts, if you have everything signed and delivered and the board approves this, think about it twice. It depends what a person wants to get out of it. I, after almost 20 years of innovating and leading a company, I felt that my role as a CEO kind of needs to change. I need to get maybe a bigger company, you know, more professional, maybe even CEOs, because I just became a CEO of my own baby, right? And grew it all over the world. But there are CEOs that built companies very successfully. So I thought that's what was going to happen. It didn't. So people, I think, need to be very cautious. And um, no matter what the contracts say, what the merger, even advisory, we had, of course, advisory board and general board. Uh, we took our company public, obviously. We went, so we had very good people advising. And I say, you know, the smartest people in the world, you got to go with your own guts and see where you want to be. I wanted to innovate. Uh, we set up a research center like just a few months before the merger in Poland, where I come from. 20 scientists, this and that. We had another one in Atlanta called Schopenhaus, where a few engineers worked. I, I really honestly, after running and being very successful in sales, marketing, and re really we innovated, built just about all of the foundation that exists today in call centers and even mobile communication like caller ID and how you're texting, whatever. A lot of this technology came from us. So I felt, I'll be honest with you again, that running is great and traveling all over the world and helping sell our products, promote. I think that's enough. If I can continue to use my brain to really create new solutions that there need to be thousands of, as you know, today, there are many, many needed in different fields even. That's what I wanted to focus, but it didn't happen. I know it's a long answer on that side. So I wouldn't jump into mergers, this and that too quickly. Um, what I learned also is if you hire good people, and I know everybody will say that, but not because of the grades, because the school, like they graduated Ivy College, but people that you could read and know that they are good team players, they are sincere and, and committed. You know, I've given a chance. We learned that giving people like that opportunity, they actually thrived in our business. We also selected, and that's the last, just a couple, is we selected very early. At the very beginning, upfront, uh, very good uh, professional companies. So our accounting firm that we chose, attorneys, patent attorneys, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We did it when we were in infancies, and we provided to everyone in the company phantom stock. To us, it was a family. It was 
everyone had to be treated exactly the same way. That's what I learned, but that's the way I've been thinking and always growing up. You got to give people a chance. You got to collaborate. It's not just you, it's us. So that's what we did and it worked for us. Well, congratulations. I mean, look, you've literally changed the world, the way we communicate, the way we process information. What do you want to be remembered for? I, if remembered anything is that in my heart of hearts, that from the time perhaps I was born, and I, of course, don't know that day or month or year, is that I deeply care about people. I am always there, no matter who that person is, trying to help. Uh, And so if remembered is that part that I care and I'm sincere about it. I, I love to help. And remembering that some of the innovations that we created, I hope and I pray, have changed people's lives forever for the best. I mean, really the best they could be. And there are a lot of technologies there's no time to talk about that everybody uses every day. And I feel like, you know, my name could be associated with some of these uh, creations, innovations, because it does what I always wanted to do, help people live a better, you know, more quality, higher quality life. That, that is beautifully said. Any chance that your story's in a book somewhere that we could recommend our listeners and viewers go get? Uh, not yet. There is one book, but it's in Polish. And it was a surprise to me and our family historian in Poland. He took interviews he, of me, my wife, and my parents because they're Holocaust survivors. They, he wrote a book. It is all, unfortunately, in Polish. I am as we speak, speaking and working with a Polish writer to clean it up. And then perhaps we're gonna translate that to English. So it's it's a very compelling and very moving story because my parents, my father lost his wife, children during the war. My mom, you know, she lost a brother in this and they were in ghettos. And so it's it's all interconnected. Why I think my DNA is the way it is, caring and caring and caring. Uh, But I am, um, Seth, I am putting together my life on paper and I am putting together and describe in detail different technologies we innovated. And I try to write some as stories because every innovation almost, including Color ID and others, how they came about and why, it is incredible. It's so, to me, it's so interesting for young people or others to read and see, wow, if you did this, how did that happen? Wow. So I am trying. I don't know if you can recommend a ghostwriter. I would love to work with someone. I interviewed two or three I didn't really necessarily care for. But I would like, before it's not too late, to put a lot of it on paper to motivate and inspire the next generation. Absolutely. Yes, we certainly can recommend one. Um, We greatly appreciate your time. We know it's incredibly valuable for our viewers and listeners watching who want to learn more about you. Where is the best place for us to send them? Uh, I don't really have a website. 
Uh, LinkedIn has a couple articles and a couple maybe interview from Georgia Tech. Uh, and um, recently, a friend uh, actually who introduced you to me, he wrote a little story about me and my wife, but it's very kind of clever because it introduces technology and how we met when we were 14 years old. And he goes through a lot of this. So LinkedIn under Alexander Schlamm, uh, A-L-E-K-S-A-N-D-E-R, and last name Schlamm, S-Z-L-A-M. By the way, because this is going to maybe blow you away, I have a cousin of identical name, Alexander Schlamm. He also went to Georgia Tech. He's two years older. Uh, and he also has couple patents. So if you go to patent U.S. patents, you will see something in the area of insurance. There are two patents actually in his name and his son is a PhD and scientist in mathematics. He invented a couple things, but that's independent of me. That didn't want confusion. They are, you know, my family, but uh, yeah, I guess it, people can read about it more and or contact me if they like to. I have a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, details um, that I put together in the Google Drive because I'm writing my memoir in a way. So there's, you know, stuff I could share with some people, especially anyone who wants to help me with, uh, with my memoir. Uh, I would love to share and, and so they can learn much, much more. All right. Well, we will make that connection for you for sure. We greatly appreciate your time. This has been Seth Green with Alexander Schlamm. Alexander, thanks so much. Thank you very much for the opportunity to speak to you. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll talk to you or see you next time. Thank you. Stay well. Bye-bye. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.